My name's Greg Knapp. It's time to find your purpose and live your passion. Hey, I got a free ebook for you. Five steps to finding your passion and purpose. All you have to do is go to gregorybnapp.com. A pop-up window will do the rest for you. Today on Find Your Purpose, Live Your Passion, the answers are not out there somewhere and I might have the answer to complacency. Let's go. You know how you sometimes feel stuck? Like you're drifting through life, going through the motions? You know you were created for something more, that an average life just isn't enough for you. Then you're in the right place. Find your purpose. Live your passion. Let's go. Why am I here? What are my passions? What's my purpose? How can I make a difference? What gives my life meaning? What am I really good at? What am I gonna stop talking in questions? Right about now. Hey, listen, we all want answers. And if you're like me, you tend to do a lot of looking for them out there somewhere. You tell yourself, maybe the answers are in a book or the next book or the next book. You ever read that book, get all excited. And then instead of doing anything that's in the book, you read the next book. Yeah, me, guilty. Table of one, please. Uh, Maybe a personality test, an aptitude test. Maybe there's a guru out there who can guide me. If I find the right seminar, if, if I find the right course, then I will find the answers. I mean, listen, it's great to research and learn from books. It's great to learn from other people. It's great to go to seminars and, and conferences. You got to actually use the stuff you learn. You know, I mean, I put that in my book a lot that you got to actually take the steps that are in there. And I've gained a ton of knowledge from books and seminars and courses and videos. But if you're not careful, you'll never stop looking for the answers in the next book, the next seminar, the next course, the next guru. You might also find a lot of those books and tests are wrong for you. And eventually you're going to realize the answers really aren't out there. The unique answers for you are inside you. You have to get quiet and turn inward and truly listen. And the reason I say that is because I follow Jesus and the Holy Spirit is in me. And I know if I tune in, turn in, and listen, then I will start to understand all the talents and gifts that God has placed in me and how to use them to their fullest potential. Now, if you're not a Jesus follower, I'm sure there's other ways that you can look inside and find that as well, but that's what I'm telling you works for me. And I think it would work for you. So have you ever experienced a time when you just knew you should do something? You know, that time when that small, still, quiet voice in your head said things like, don't take that job. Buy that house. Ask him if he needs help. Volunteer there. Pursue being a teacher. Marry her. That's the voice we're looking for. Now, we're not looking for the voice that said, put it all on black. You know, at the roulette wheel in Vegas, that's a different voice. You may need professional help for that voice. But the voice I'm talking about goes by many names. As I told you, for me, it's the Holy Spirit. For others, it's their conscience, their inner voice, the universe, a higher power. We've all heard at some point from that voice, haven't you? And if not, you need to work at it. But the more you listen to it, the louder and stronger it becomes. And the more you ignore it, the harder it is to hear. Now, for most of us, it isn't an audible voice, really, at all. It's a feeling. Maybe it's a thought that pops in our heads. But we tend to know it when we hear it. And there are times in my life I push this away. I pushed it away so hard I lost it. Now, I thought I knew everything. You know, I'm in charge. I, I do what I want, when I want, with who I want. I didn't need any guidance at all. I couldn't hear the voice if it was shouting at me because I didn't want to hear it. 
Those are the times I made some of the dumbest decisions in my life. So I ask you, have you ever been there? Have you ever heard it? You know, it's really not easy to get quiet enough to hear this voice anymore because in the history of the world, we've never had so many distractions. Think about this. How many minutes a day do you actually sit quietly and think? I mean, most of us rarely do. Maybe not ever. You Think about it. After working hard all day, you get busy doing stuff. You're bombarded by the TV, internet, email, video games, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, DVDs, movies, sporting events, texting, smartphones with data plans, Angry Birds, Candy Crush. It's pretty overwhelming. And that starts the second you wake up checking the phone, right? I got a friend named Tim, and he limits his son's video game time. And when his son goes down to the basement to play his games, he sets a timer so that when the alarm goes off, it's time to stop playing the games. But one day his son was playing the games, the rest of the family's upstairs, timer goes off, the alarm's so loud, everyone in the house can hear it, except Tim's son playing the video games. The alarm's going and going and going, and Tim said to his wife, let's just see how long it takes him to turn it off. After five minutes, Tim finally went downstairs and said, hey, son, don't you hear the alarm going off? Truthfully, this was the response. Oh, no, dad, sorry, I didn't hear it. No, he didn't hear it because he was so tuned into the game, he was tuned out to everything else even a blaring alarm trying to help him. That's pretty scary. Of course, if they'd called the son up for dinner, he probably would have heard that one. But how many times have you ignored your inner voice? It's trying to help you. It's trying to help you make some of the most important decisions in your life. But how can you hear it if there's so much noise and junk distracting you and covering it up? I like what Thomas Carlyle said, Scottish philosopher and writer. He said, silence is the element in which great things fashion themselves together. Now, if you can find a course or a book or a seminar or a method that helps you hear what's inside you, awesome. But can you just do it now? I mean, when's the last time you just did a life check? You just took the time to get silent and to turn inward. Man, it's powerful. You got to learn to get in touch with the silence within yourself. Know that everything in life has purpose, that there are no mistakes, no coincidences. All events are blessings given to us to learn from. That's Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, author of On Death and Dying. That's good stuff. So how do you do it, Greg? I don't know how to do it. Here's some great help to get you started on how to turn inward to do a little R&R, remember and rediscover it's my free gift, Five Steps to Finding Your Passion and Purpose. All you do is go to gregorybnap.com. The pop-up window will do the rest. Gregory, I'm sorry, it's gregorybnap.com, my full name, K-N-A-P-P, gregorybnap.com. I would love to know what you find out when you get quiet and turn inward. Let me know. You can contact me, greg at gregorybnap.com. That's my email. Okay, well, okay, here's the second part of what I wanted to hit today. Complacency. And there was something that happened in my life that gave me a big lesson on how to fight complacency, all right? In fifth grade, I decided, I decided to join the elementary school band. And it was funny, the process, because they just had you go around and try every instrument. And the only one I could even get a sound out of really was the trumpet. So I became the trumpet player. I was going to be trombone, but my cheeks kept puffing out. So they made me do the trumpet. Now, here's the thing. In the first week of practice... 
we had auditions. I had never played this in my life. And in the first week, we're already having auditions. So out of 36 trumpets in my elementary school, I was 33rd. I was 33rd out of 36. Ha <laughs> ha. Take that. Thir- chairs 34, 35, and 36. I beat you guys. So I was not awesome at this yet. But all that changed when our band director handed out the music. Because I got excited. See, we were going to play the theme from Rocky. You know, gonna fly now. Boom, boom, ba dum, boom, boom. Right? This was in 1978. The movie had come out two years earlier. I loved that song. And of course, the trumpets had this amazing part. So I took the sheet music home. I was excited. I started playing it. And then I was like, wait a second. This isn't, this isn't the way I remember it sounding. Yeah, because I didn't have the melody. I was playing these boring low notes the whole time. This is what it sounded like on my trumpet. I was like, what? So I'll explain it in a minute how that happened. But it didn't sound very good. And I was horrible and it was painful to listen to me. Well, my mom saw me struggling and said, all right, I'm going to get you some lessons. I had this really cool teacher who said my embouchure, you know, the way your mouth is on the trumpet, was all wrong. He showed me what to do, sent me home. I worked really hard on it all week, came back. Literally, my teacher was stunned. It was the best improvement I've ever made in a week in my life. He said my embouchure was now, quote, super good. I'd never heard super good before, but I was excited that I was super good. And we could start really learning how to play now. So then he showed me how to play. I started practicing that really hard. Three months later, we had auditions again in band to see how we'd improved. I went from 33rd chair to third chair. I even beat out all but two of the sixth graders who had been playing a year longer than me. I was super excited that my practice was really paying off. I love what Edison says. We shall have no better conditions in the future if we are satisfied with all those which we have at the present. I was not satisfied. I was not complacent. I wanted to be first chair. So I'm third chair. My director says, all right, Greg, I need you to hand in all the music. I'm like, what? Did I do something wrong? Am I in trouble? No, no, no. She just wanted to give me the first part music for every song. I didn't understand. What do you mean first part? I was so new to music, I didn't realize there were different parts depending on how good you were. The best players played the melody, first part. I'd been playing third part harmony. There was even a second part harmony that was above me. So now I got the first part of all our songs and that included the first part of Rocky. Oh man. Oh, I was like, I was in the movie Rocky. I got on my bike and I was riding home as fast as I could. I started playing that song. Imagine I was running up the steps in Philadelphia. I was playing the melody. I sounded like the theme song. I was Rocky. Well, I mean, I kind of sounded like the song because it was a simplified fifth grade version of the song and I didn't hit the high notes because nobody could in our school. But from there, man, I fell in love with the trumpet. I ramped up my practicing in junior high. I was in two bands. I practiced in the marching band after school. I spent at least another hour practicing at home each day. And in eighth grade, I auditioned for the all-county band and made first chair. That meant I was the best junior high trumpet player in all of Orange County, Florida. I thought that was pretty cool. And then I got a little cocky. I let my practice schedule slip. I mean, I was the best in the county. I didn't work as hard on the new songs. I didn't ask my private teacher to teach me new stuff and push me as hard. So the next year, as a ninth grader, I auditioned for All County again, third chair. 
an eighth grader was second chair. How did I let this happen? Well, I'd become complacent. I got cocky and complacent with my trumpet and my practicing. I wasn't looking for new songs. I wasn't taking on new challenges. I was resting on my great accomplishments <laughs> in ninth grade. And of course, while I was doing that, other people were working harder to get better and they passed me. You know, excitement is what leads to hard work and success. And if we're not careful, it can lead to boredom and complacency. So how many of us have ever done that in some part of our life or work? Have you? You know, sometimes we get bored or tired and sometimes it's just because we aren't paying attention to the changes in our business or life. And other times we're just not looking for ways to innovate and change to reach that new level of success. So if you want to fix it, you've got to keep looking for the next Rocky theme song that gets you excited. That's what helps drive us to put in the hard work it takes to become the best version of ourselves we can and do the best at pursuing our passionate purpose. So the question for you, what's your next Rocky? And what's going to make you fly now? My name's Greg Knapp. This is Find Your Purpose, Live Your Passion. Get my free ebook, Five Steps to Finding Your Passion and Purpose at GregoryBnapp.com. Let's go. Let's go.